Making America's shows. Public enemy number one in the United States. Number one. Drug abuse. I got a nice picture of Nixon in his uh, helicopter at the uh, Naval Museum. I'm going to post that bitch on Twitter. You should. We have increased seizures of illegal drugs. That's funny. Shortages of marijuana are now being reported. A marijuana will never be shorted again. Sanctioned by the Philippines' new president. His orders to his people and his police. Kill them. We're up. Oh, it's Rodrigo. I'm sorry. <laughs> Rodrigo. Rodrigo. Dirty. It's the dirty bird. Hey. What's up? Welcome to the show. Thanks. Are oh, you talking to me? Uh, yeah. You talking to me? Yeah. Thanks for. Uh, you talking to me? Yeah, I'm talking to you, Dave. What's up? Tell them where we're at. What we're doing. Uh, we are doing number. One six. One six. Episode 16. Yes. Welcome to the Daily Addict Podcast. It's your boy Tim and Dave in the house. Yo. We cover all the stories of the drug war and how it affects your daily life. And it affects your daily life, whether you believe it or not, no matter who you are listening to this show right now. You don't think it affects you, but it does. So pay attention to it. Close attention. Never accept it. It's a futile war. Stand up. Stand up. Don't take that shit. It's funny, man. All the people that stood up against Vietnam and Iraq wars. Everybody's just sitting on their ass for this one. It's going yeah, it's going on every day. Do me a favor. Daily Addict listeners, just when you're on your phone or the computer. Can we call them Dapels? Dapels, Dapets and Dapels. <laughs> Let me tell you, when you're on your computer or your internet device, just take a minute to Google drug bust and drug addiction and some of these things that we talk about. And you will see the insurmountable amount of resources we spend every single day trying to stop something that has snowballed and advanced the violence in this country, um, the abuse in this country, and believe it or not, suicide rates. And the economy, I mean, our economy would be so much stronger if we didn't have this huge black market economy going underneath of it. Think about how many banks in Miami would go bankrupt if cocaine was legal. A lot. They cover that in Cocaine Cowboys. You know the whole banking industry in Miami was based on illegal drugs. That's why Miami was never affected when the the, uh, the last stock market fall. Oh, yeah. Because it's all black market. Yeah, yeah that makes total sense. never affected at all. So think about that. It's important. All right, let's get on to our show. We got some important stories to cover here. Um, I want to tell you about a story that's been in the national news. And this is on CBS, NFL, CBSSports.com. And this was sent to uh, one of our new correspondents, Mike Biggs from the West Coast. Uh. Uh. 
That wasn't even the sound. That wasn't the sound. Man, we fucked that up. Sorry, Big. So, um, the ex-cowboy player that retired, David Irving, um, he retired because he tested four times positive for marijuana. Um, and he decided that he was just going to retire so he could use the marijuana for his uh, ailments, uh, which he does very publicly um, and has no, you know, like we were talking on the last episode about that stigma about, about marijuana. David Irving has no stigma about marijuana. He's smoking it on Instagram. He's talking about it. He's very open about it, the benefits of it, the hypocrisies of it, um, his rights for freedom, his rights to his body, his rights to treat himself. This has been a huge, huge case um, that has impacted, um, that's going to impact future, I believe, the future rules on, on drugs in the NFL and other sports too. I hope so. Um, he made accusations in this story against Jason Garrett, who told him that he could quit football and smoke all the weed he wants. <laughs> so he did. <laughs> so he did. So what's wrong with that? Well, because he was saying it like in a sarcastic way. Um, he told him he should just quit, smoke all the weed he wants, the team don't need him. He's a distraction to the team. So that was the clickbait part. But if you're telling your player um, he's been diagnosed with multiple mental illnesses, including manic depression, borderline schizophrenia, post-traumatic stress disorder, and bipolar disorder, all came from the concussions he suffered while playing football. Um, according to him, he smokes it to ease his pain. Now, who's to argue that? He has. He says, you can check all my medical records. I wasn't diagnosed with any of these things before the NFL. And that is disturbing. That's disturbing. Um, it's his choice to medicate himself with marijuana. Um, and end up being a divisive if, issue between him and the coach. So what do you think about this, Dave? What's your opinion on this thing? I think if it... uh if it helps him in a positive way, why is he being treated like a little bitch, man? It, this is one of the things that I wonder if uh, Texas is a legal marijuana state. I don't think it is. I don't think it is. It doesn't matter, man. All the uh, the feds just gotta loosen up on that shit, man. Then then it'll be it'll be all right. If the if, if the feds put it in the same category is alcohol or less then it shouldn't be a problem to smoke it right right um there's some other stories tied with this story uh that we wanted to cover because we'll show you how how this has been a trend that has not been secret and this should be something that is addressed immediately, but should have, in my opinion, should have already been addressed with the NFL. Because it's sad you got to make a young man retire 
And you know what? Maybe part of his retirement was because um, he didn't want any more damage, any more brain damage. Right. So Texas medical marijuana is legal. That's it. So why is, why is this guy getting fucking suspended then? Feds. Federal law. I think you already told me that. I'm going to keep saying it. Yeah. Speaking of the Cowboys here, man, I hear Michael Irvin just got tested for uh, throat cancer. Oh. His dad died from it at a young age. So. Oh, man. So hopefully. Uh, Michael Irvin, man. Hopefully nothing. That sucks. Damn. Throat cancer. You know, you can eat edibles, though. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, hopefully, you know, he can uh, fight that shit, survive that shit. Michael Irvin always liked his, I always liked his candor, man. He's always honest, you know? Yeah. Even when he fucked up, he didn't. He didn't shy away from it. He owned that shit. So, you go back one year. Actually, you go back two years to 2017. And CBS Philadelphia reported this very story. There is a survey amongst NFL players in support of medical marijuana. And 87% of the players... Um, support medical marijuana. And according to a studyfinds.org survey, 91% of the current and former NFL players take opioid-based painkillers. Holy fuck. That's almost the whole fucking league, dude. Can you imagine them big motherfuckers, how many they would need after? If you're taking this shit for two years, three years, how many they're taking? Holy fuck. And how that's fucking up their, what, kidneys, their stomachs? So they're getting they're getting beat up on the field, and then off the field, they're beating up their insides. And, but they're, you know, the NFL is still suspending these guys for marijuana. Ninety-one percent. What if ninety-one percent of America used opiates? Holy fuck, dude! That would be a fucking crazy. That would be. You think they call it a crisis now? It's not even close to that. I don't think they even caught that because everybody be using it. Even the people making these shitty ass laws would be using them. And then, you know, sure, man. Jesus. So you go back. This is tied to yet another story. That was published last year. Um, I got this off yardbarker.com. But um, this show, this one was um, just last year in May. And this was a poll that shows that the majority of NFL fans believe the league should allow medical marijuana or marijuana use. So that's you got 87% of the guys. All right, if I'm the NFL and I'm sitting back. Say I'm Roger Goodell. I'm much more handsome, though, and probably smarter. If I'm sitting back. And you drink wine coolers. And I'm drinking wine coolers like Roger Goodell <laughs> out of dick-shaped bottles. <laughs> if I'm sitting. With a dick-shaped candle lit. <laughs> fuck yeah. Smoking a dick-shaped joint. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> Does it have balls on it, man? I don't know. Roger Goodell doesn't do drugs, obviously. He probably, he probably drinks scotch. 
You know what I mean? He's probably one of the dudes that's like, I drank a whole bottle of scotch last night. I texted all you guys. I didn't mean none of that shit. I didn't mean <laughs> Yeah, I didn't, you can omit the last texts I, I sent. Um, so anyways, if I'm Roger Goodell, I'm saying I have the NFL players. They are my product. And I have the NFL fans. They are my revenue. Right? Yep. 87% say we should use it. 82% say you should let them use it. And I'm sitting back as Roger Goodell saying, but um, I got to keep the owners happy. That, that's how that's how he drinks out of a dick-shaped bottle with a slurping noise. So, um, but why else would he do it? Why do you think... If you're sitting there with this information and you're the NFL, even if you're the NFL owners, you're sitting there with this information. You say, these are the people that pay the bills. These are the, this is the product I'm giving the people. They both want this. Why are we being such dicks about it? I'll tell you why. Why? Because being that it's been illegal, illegal for so long, there hasn't been anybody really allowed to do testing on it. You know, I mean, oh. there's really no studies Back studies You're saying right. that, you know, You're this right. this stuff, you know, it's no worse than, you know, I mean. There's a, there's a few out there, but you're right. For the most part, there's been no long-term. Medi- marijuana hasn't gone through the FDA's stringent uh, testing phase that they put on most prescription drugs. Yeah, so it still has that dirty stigma associated with it. I don't think so, man. I think people, most people look at it like it's herb, man. It's a herb. It's like basil. <laughs> it's a herb. Well, if most people did, then there'd be no problem with, with uh, substituting marijuana with opiates in the NFL. Dude, but you're taking, but you're saying 81 per, or 91% of your players are also taking Man, that's just a formula for an easy decision. If I came out as Roger Goodell and I came to the press and I was like, oh, we're here today to talk about drugs in the NFL. <laughs> and uh, I just want to say we're changing our policy from opioid abuse to marijuana use. We're going green, baby. <laughs> so if he does that, is anybody going to... Is anybody going to say, oh, my God, Pepsi just pulled their sponsorship. They pulled the signs out of Ford Field. Well, you know what I mean? Staples just pulled out. Well, Staples. Pharmaceuticals. Are. They're oh, the ones that are going to get pissed. Oh, yeah, dude. Because fuck, half the, fuck, almost the whole league's using it. So, wait, hold on. My All conspiracy, right. my tinfoil hat's going on right now. So... This is is this pointing to like a conspiracy between the pharmaceutical companies and the NFL? It could be. How many fucking how many times do you watch an NFL game and there's like, yeah, um, I got this new drug called Valaxarian and it helps me, you know, my not, libido. Exactly, helps. It's a libido cream, <laughs> but it also causes rashes and bumps and lumps and temperature. But we got we got other medicine that will take care of those side effects. So, I mean, fuck, buy it all. What if the drug companies are in bed with the NFL, dude? (laughs) Think about that. 
What if we uncovered that first here? Then we'd be fucking. What if it's old news though, and we're just don't we're ignorant about it? That could be too, because I got a bad habit of reading half stories. You're a half story reading <laughs> motherfucker. You half story reading motherfucker. Oh so, man. I just want to thank uh, Biggs for bringing that story up to our attention. Where's he from? He's from the West Coast. Whoop. <laughs> whoop. Oh, fuck. All right. Was it whoop? I don't remember, man. We had a great one. It definitely wasn't the last two we just said, though. No, I think we... <laughs> I don't want... <laughs> oh, Roger Goodell. With his dick shaped cup. I know. Get out of here. Get out of here. We they wouldn't even let you in the LBG uh the The ten letter click. Yeah, the ten letter <laughs> click. We love you guys and girls though. It's yeah, LBGTQ community. Yeah, no doubt about it. They wouldn't let Roger Goodell in there. Because no. because he is a greedy Obviously, something's going on between him and the drug companies, man. I'm calling it here first. I've made lots of accurate calls. We can go back on the show clips. We can make one show just of all my calls I've made. But how's your math? Improving. (laughs) But I'm calling this one. Called it. it. It's a conspiracy. All right. Fuck that story. Let's go to the next one. Oh. This is about our this is about our guy down in Houston, Gerald Goins. You remember our shows in the past we talk about the Houston officer who staged drug raids um and didn't follow protocol and did no knock raids on innocent people where he killed um the two individuals, the retired was he a retired navy vet or retired marine? He was some kind of vet. Yeah. We should go back in there. That's in. I'm called for though, man. That's back here, and we cover it again. And oh yeah, so Navy vet Dennis Tuttle. Dennis Tuttle, thank you. I I just wanted to pay the due respect to uh, Dennis Tuttle and. Uh, um, Regina Nichols, who died um, from a no-knock raid due to this. I heard that uh, that one of the witnesses, um, while they were laying in the house dying, one of the cops asked, should we go in there and you know get the paramedics in there? And he said, let the motherfucker die. I might be just be hearsay, but that's I read. I've been reading a few stories on this man, and wow, this is the latest story that just came out on Friday. They um, two more drug cases involving this officer Gerald Goins were dismissed. Good, and they were bullshit ones, man. If you listen to these ones, uh, let me see this guy named Willis here. Let me read down here. Okay, a Harris County judge this week dismissed another pair of drug charges handled by the former Houston police officer at the center of a botched Pecan Park drug raid that left a couple dead and five officers injured. Uh, though he wasn't arresting the arresting officer 
and battle cop Gerald Goines was on the team and executed the 2016 search warrant leading to the arrest of Roy Herbert Willis. Um, following weeks of the broadening questions, a prosecutor will dismiss Willis's case. Um, I just fucked you up. I know you did. You can't do that. You can't show me pictures of fucked up shit while I'm trying to cover a story. I mean, you can, but always end up laughing. Or one of the dismissed charges was for less than a gram of cocaine. <laughs> Fucking gram. The other was between four and four hundred grams of methamphetamine. Well, that's a pretty large fucking margin. Yeah, it is. That's a 400 grams is almost a pound and four grams is an eighth ounce. So that's what happens if you if you get caught with five grams of meth, you get the same sentence as someone with 400 grams of meth. Well, obviously you get your house raided for sure. That is definitely that is definitely. Oh, yeah. Good point that. But that is definitely a drug war that is geared towards the poor or, um, you know, economically challenged people, which happens to be a lot of minorities and people that are living in conditions. But even so, the drug war, not only because of the economical portion, but has been um, very one-sided as far as how it treats the races. It is unproportionately um, geared towards uh, the black and Mexican population because they get busted a higher percentage of time. They get jail time more than whites that um, consume the drugs even more. Truth. So you have this white population who's using more drugs than the black population, but the black population is arrested and convicted more and I don't even know if this Willis right here, what what color he is, but just this four to four hundred grams is a perfect example of that. So you're going to punish the user if they have four fucking grams with the same sentence as someone who has three hundred and ninety grams and is obviously not the user because you can't have that much if you're a user, right? I mean, you can't. If you get a discount when you buy that much, why not? You're going to use it. Dude, you would be dead if you had 400 oh, grams. You're not going to use it all in a day. You're just like, you, you know, for know. the future. True. What do they call that? Stockpiling? Yeah. Stockpiling. <laughs> I'm stockpiling my meth right now, dog. Damn. Stock's going up. Okay, so... The bus that um, got Willis netted three other collars. Two men were charged with invading arrest and a third with a low-level marijuana case. Um, the the plant, the man that was arrested for the misdemeanor pot charge pleaded guilty that same year and did two days in jail. All right. He's been terrorizing. When they talk about, okay... Where are we at here? So this Goins, this cop, Gerald Goins, is he in fucking jail yet? Not yet. It's, I mean. See, these are like the, man. 
you get a couple bad cops and then you know they give everybody the bad name like a whatever fuck coins Monique Sparks the defense attorney who handled the two cases against Willis wouldn't discuss the arrest in detail without speaking to her client first but she said Friday she'd had other dealings with the embattled officer and that she viewed him as a problem for years He's been terrorizing low-income areas for years, she said, since I started practicing in 2006. So this fucking cop's been running around fucking with people all these years. And uh, another two cases. So we already covered. They're going through. He had 1,400 cases that he's been a part of. And uh, I wonder how many... Other cases, people died from his poor police work. And this should go right up the fucking ladder. Why? You know, if if this guy's been on the force this long, and he's been doing this shit for this long, if you're his superior, you fucking know about it. You should be fired as well. Yeah. If you don't know about it, you should have fucking knew about it. That's some bullshit. Incompetence. Just one more example. Just one more fucking example. Stacking them up. You know? This fucking drug war is... Out of hand? Out of hand. For far too long? Yes, for far too long. I'm just going to repeat everything you say because it sounds good. It does sound good. It does sound good. All right, next story. Next story. 21 cars up for auction after a $5 million uh, pot bust. That's a lot of pot, $5 million. That is a bust. That's probably 500 pounds out. Yeah, they say uh, 100 kilograms. Oh, man. Don't make me start doing this. Here we go Don't make me start doing this math because I can do it. But this is an interesting story. This is out of Oklahoma, Oklahoma News number four. Number four. Number four. Number four. 21 cars up for auction. Um, this guy, dozens of high-performance vehicles. Time by, out, time yeah. out, time out. Yeah. Before you go on. Yeah. See, this is another example. If you're going to sell drugs and make money. Yeah. Don't go expose and go and buy cars and fucking houses and, you know. Yeah. That's stupid, man. No, that's stupid. You do that after you retire from the drug game. Exactly. Right? Yeah. When you own, like, fucking laundromats and shit. Fuck yeah. You know? This dude would be like, man, he owned 13 laundry. He owned 47 Taco Bells. Of course he's got fucking yeah. Lamborghinis and shit. He sold yeah. more tacos than fucking. All right, go ahead. Yes. So dozens of high-performance vehicles seized by federal authorities after one of the largest pop busts in Tulsa history went down the auction block Monday morning. Holy shit. I wasn't part of that shit. The inventory, which included drag, drift, and track cars, were seized after the arrest of 35-year-old Tulsa County resident Kong Meng Bang. Did you get that right? I said that right. Kong Meng Bang. In March 2018, Bang pled guilty in August 2018 to drug conspiracy, possession with intent to distribute 100 kilograms or more of marijuana and money laundering, so he probably did have some shell businesses and stuff like that, because um, the laundering part, unless you know, obviously he wasn't paying taxes. Oh, dude, you need to Google this dude, man. I swear, I grew up with this dude. 
You grew up with this dude? Swear, man. Kong Bang Bang? Yeah. Did you guys call him KMV? No, if it's the right dude, he had freaking one, two other brothers, a sister, all the Vangs. There was more than one Vang? Yeah, they used to go to the, the little duck park by my house, and they used to catch the turtles and shit. They had a little swimming pool in the back. They'd put them in there for later, for dinner and shit. Are you fucking kidding me? I ain't you shitting you. I swear right to God, man. Are you looking at a picture of him? Yeah. Him? Do you remember it looks him? like him, man. <laughs> I mean, how many bangs are there? I don't know. Especially the ones that look, man. Look like him. He looked like him. So did you know them to have a lot of cars back then? or No, because they lived in the low-income houses. He worked his way up. But it might not even be the same dude. It looks like it. How do you know, man? I looked him up already. <laughs> I got him on tweet already. Tweet. Twitter. You tweeting the prison? Tweeting the prison. Yeah, he's in prison. Uh, according to the U.S. Attorney's Office in Tulsa, Vang admitted to transporting 1,500 pounds of marijuana from California to sell in Tulsa. The marijuana was valued at $5 million. Let me see if that sounds right. <laughs> That's actually underinflated. Depending on the quality, if it was outdoor, indoor, they don't specify that, so I can't give an accurate number. But I will say that that's a good deal—fifteen hundred pounds for five million. As part of the plea agreement, Vang agreed to forfeit twenty-one vehicles along with seven residences. Damn! Damn! This is one of those things where Oklahoma should have got on board with California; they wouldn't have had this fucking problem. Exactly. You down in Oklahoma, <laughs> smoking marijuana. You know them Oklahoma people, in, and especially in Tulsa, man, they get down, dude. You got to give them what they need. Don't let this. Oh, I'm looking at some of those cars right now on the, the bid. Apple towing. Nissan, Lexus, Datsun. What's the what's the uh? Oh, there's a hyperlink in there if you click it. Oh, okay. Toyota Supras. Damn. Lexus. Land Rover. Oh, yeah. Dude, that Dodson's tight. (laughs) Dude, are all these his cars? I don't think so. No, this is just the, oh, you had me. I'm just assuming it was <laughs> like the, the Nissans, the Toyotas, you know, those are his. So what do you, I mean, what do you think is the solution for, do you think that they should just be able to like, obviously he's guilty. They fucking, they got him in a sting. They probably guilty of what? He Well, according to the government, he sold a lot of marijuana for a lot of money. And he had all this money. You know so, what he's guilty of? What's his he's not paying taxes. That's True. their that's their biggest issue, I bet. He didn't pay taxes on the money he so made. So do you think if he just said, fuck it, I'm paying taxes on it? If he said, I'm a drug dealer, but I'm paying taxes, what do you think happens then? They couldn't get him for fucking tax invasion. True. At least. Maybe he should have been... A little smarter about his dealings. Buying all them cars. But man, 
if you start with nothing, it's hard not to have a bunch of money and not spend it, though. It is. But you also, I don't know, I, I guess in his shoes, I probably would have done the same thing. But now that I'm older and I've seen this stuff, I mean, you know, just to hang on to it, spend, I mean, you got to have some kind of service restaurant or party store. Cash or, business. Yeah, cash, you got to yeah. have something to, to make it look like, you know, where you can funnel your money through. But yeah. fuck, man, you just don't have no job and have 30 fucking cars. That's a lesson for the day, people. If you're going to deal, then, uh, you know, have a fucking escape plan for your cash. Yeah, yeah, escape that shit. And then have a safe place to keep it. Safe. Would you ever bury money? Like, if you were, like, smuggling tons of methamphetamine to fucking England and you had, like, millions? That's just... I'd bury it. I'd probably bury some of it. I'd bury it all for, like, ten years. And then just come out and be like, I retire. Bitches. Bitches.